I just saw the. Uh, I got an email from Apple about the new Mac Mini, and it was like the Mac Mini is six hundred dollars, but then the Mac Mini Pro is like two thousand dollars. I was like, bro, that's a twelve hundred dollar price drop. They're selling a Mini now. Yeah, they're selling a Mac Mini. Is it like the size of the tablet? It's like the size of a tablet, and it flips up. Man, the sales game going crazy right now. I, I used to work in Sprint. You remember that back in the day, right? Yeah. We were selling house phones, bro. <laughs> we were selling house phones, fucking routers for internet. You were selling uh, at that time the iPhone eight. Was it the i? Was it the iPhone eight? No, it was like the iPhone. It, uh, remember the five S. You know the little one, but it was like thin, and that was the first time they they kind of had the the finger button. Where they rolled out the finger touch. Oh, yeah. Yep. And that shit was like, pfft, that shit was gay. Everyone's like, I need the finger touch. Bro, you don't understand the type of, the, the mentality of the customers at that time. They were like, I got the latest phone, but I need the finger touch. I'm like, bro, y'all literally programmed to buy the phone every year. Yeah. That's crazy how like, as I look, as I reflect on it, I already knew that Apple was playing us. Like, and we still fall for it, bro. They, every year we want to upgrade. Every year they made you update the software. You update a, a, a updated software on an outdated hardware. Yeah, you know it's just kind of common sense. Like it's gonna slow down. It's gonna fuck up. But everyone kept doing it. Kept doing it. Oh, look at the new features. Look at the new this. And then their phone starts slowing down and everything. You can't like charge that. it. You gotta buy a new charger. Yeah, bro. And now they're like, all right, I need to get a new phone. So like, honestly, it was crazy. And I don't know how that works like now in the future when people know like oh yeah they're making me get a new phone like that should be like when i buy something i want it to last you know what i'm saying it's like when you buy a car you make an investment you pay it off like you know that you can pass that down to your kid or you know you can sell it later down the line but now with iphones now they fucking lease the motherfuckers they're like hey you can have it for uh, x amount of dollars but you're gonna have to return that shit yeah it's such a crazy like when you break it down like that i'm like damn they really figured out like how to make their money back and they, like i said they buy the equipment back bro and they make money from that shit too you know they what I'm saying? have to they have to because everything that makes that cell phone is very finite like they're fighting wars for this shit yeah man. i seen some crazy shit on twitter where they were like showing like um people like, like the, the, have you seen the cobalt mines is that like is that in the congos or i don't yeah, know yeah. yeah they were like in the cobalt mines like it's they're they're supposed to be like artisanal mines like human yeah. hands aren't supposed to touch that but like if you look i just saw a joe rogan podcast on it that's why i know so much about dude it. no i i really saw <laughs> i saw someone like an article they broke it down saying like yeah, like you said, they're not supposed to touch it. You're you're literally not even supposed to be within feet yeah, of you're it. Not supposed to but be. I seen pictures of like hella people doing yeah, it. it. They're they're like twelve people deep in a ditch digging this shit out, and then that's what makes our cell phones like capitalism. Yep. And then so, we got all oh, our soldiers man. over there. We're protecting all these cobalt mines for our freedom. That's crazy. <laughs> that's insane. Like, man, I was gonna take it at an angle with 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 something I want to bring up, but this is so interesting to me because like. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to the intro. Uh, oh, wait, let me pause real quick. Let me introduce the audience of what's going on right now. We in the Emlyn podcast. It ain't exclusive. If it ain't an Emlyn exclusive, it's your boy BQ. We in the heart of Silicon Valley, right here in downtown San Jose, Sofa District. Uh, shout out to the real South. And right now, I'm with a very special guest today. Uh, we did a podcast back in July, and unfortunately, your boy still, you know, figuring out the ropes and shit. And I fucked up the audio, man. I take full accountability. I fucked up. But you know what? My boy, Oos Hefner here, you know, he's a real one. He was down to come back. So I want to give a special introduction to the homie, Oos Hefner, for being here today. What's up, my guy? How are you? What's happening? Hey, good to see you, man. 
Good to see you. Likewise, likewise. Thanks for being a good sport about this shit. I know some people creatively, like, when they're like, what, you fucked up my audio? Or, oh, like, you know, visually, they like, oh, I ain't even trying to do that shit, but I really appreciate you coming back, man. Yeah, no, I ain't driven. We can do this as many times as you need nah, to. Nah, hey, real shit, though, I want to I wanna start off. In, there's so many ways I can start off. Let's just put that out there. Obviously, I have a good relationship with you. I've known you for many years. A lot of people don't know, but you gave me one of my very first opportunities in the creative space. This is back in the Sound Cave days, uh, back in Westside San Jose, when you was housing different artists from young people that are doing it tough in the game right now that were just in the early stages of what they're doing. I mean, I can go down a whole list of people, um, but you were a part of an operation, you know, Westside Mo, and I know there's other people I'm forgetting the name, but you guys all created a, a movement during a time when it wasn't popular to do it. You know what I'm saying? Now it's a little bit more wavy. You see more people doing shit on this frequency, but y'all really paved the way and shit. So I got a lot of respect for people and I always got to pay homage to the people that paved the way. You know what I'm saying? So thank you. And that's an introduction for the ones that don't know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right on, right Got to throw it out there. Um, yeah, it was me, Westside Mo, <laughs> and uh, Kid. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, they helped me start Soundcave basically. And um and then um, I think Trizzy introduced us. Yep, yep. And then, um, yeah, we had Channel 88 under um, under us, and they um, they introduced us, and we got Emlyn. I think we did um, a weightlifting or a, a gym. Yeah, line yeah, yeah, yeah. So interview. that's funny that you bring them. So this is how it went down is um, found out about Sound Cave, and I realized, like, dude, this is dope just to be a part of it. Like, I'm on some... I was really deep into the fashion game, like urban streetwear, buying wholesale from independent brands, flipping it for them, promoting their brand, and kind of being like a promoter slash distributor. You know what I'm saying? Like I was going to pop-up shops. I was going to the flea markets. I was going to De Anza campus. I was going to Oakland's First Friday. Like I was all over the place like space, man. Like I was trying to make it happen, yeah. you know? And um, that's when I started learning about content. Like content was like kind of like, like everyone knows what content is. Everyone knew MTV Cribs. Everyone watched the Pit My Ride. Every that's all content, right? That's what it used to be. Like us growing up, like you know, I used to go home after school and watch BT One Hundred Six and Park, and I was so juiced to see the game on the top three because at that time he was one of my favorite rappers, and I was like, oh shit, this shit is fucking lit. Like that's the type of shit that really made me fall in love with hip hop and like fall in love with the culture and shit and like fashion because all that shit really inspired me. So my mentor put me on about Gary V and Gary V was, you know, really okay. preaching about content and like making content. This is when he was barely doing, uh, he was known for being an investor because he invested in Twitter and Snapchat and all that shit. But he, uh, he was like, dude, content is the way to go. He gave me his book. We had a couple sessions at his apartment right here downtown. Got to give a shout out to Anthony Oliveira killing it in the game right now. And, um, <clears throat> he was like, you got to get into content. Like that's just where it's at. So, how it connects to you is like, hey, I'm like, hey, man, like, I'm trying to do an interview, like, in the, in the hall right here. Like, this shit looks sick. Like, can we do an interview here? And uh, I tapped in with Prodigy Collective at the time. Um, and my boy Josh, he was, uh, you know, one of the owners of the brand. So I was the other owner of the brand. And we uh, set up an interview just to kind of share the story. And that's when I was thinking, like, let me start sharing stories of all the fashion brand owners. Like, that was just kind of like what sparked the idea. And then I remember, you know, doing it in there, you know, you helped me set that play up. And then I, I got my first opportunity to meet Trax a million. So RIP to the legend yeah, yeah. and Trax and uh, his manager and, okay. you know, yeah. And they were there and like, you know, I was super young. I'm like fresh into this shit. And like I had Anna Lee, who was the host at that time. Like I wasn't even doing interviews. I was a producer, essentially. So facilitating that and just taking that leap of faith of like just believing in myself like that 
was all because of your your alley oop. You know what I'm saying? And obviously we we made it happen. And when I met Tracks, like I remember him like bringing us into the room. He's all rolling up a wood and shit, and he's asking me like, "Hey, bro, like what you working on, man? Like you know." Uh, let me peep, let me peep game and shit like what's up so they was letting me you know basically give them the sales pitch like this is what i'm doing i'm you know i'm trying to highlight urban culture uh highlight doing content so it's like i remember that moment so vividly and shit like you know what i mean like that is a big part of my history now you know what i'm saying so i gotta give a shout out to you for even making that happen and i know there's way more shit that you know that happened along the way but this is just where it started you know what i'm saying so big shout out to you man that's why you're here you know what i'm saying because you got stories to tell Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. Um, but yeah, man, so I, I definitely owe you um, uh, like kind of oh, like a, nothing, you know? well, I'm talking about the introduction. I'm talking about like, because before, you know, we went into debt about everything, but I, I want you to kind of give yourself an opportunity. I want to give the audience an opportunity to learn about you and like your, from your point of view, like maybe you can kind of give the folks like your background and like music, your background as a producer and entrepreneur and just kind of share your story, um, how the beginning started and how we eventually met and then you know afterwards you can touch a little bit about that as well yeah i mean it's crazy it's like i never really get asked that question yeah well it's important man that's why i love doing this because i feel like there's a lot of untold stories out there that deserve to be heard because there's someone out there that might might be facing like some challenges or they're facing some obstacles related to the journey that maybe you went through so they see someone that goes through it or they hear the story, that might be the nudge that makes the difference. So that's why I feel like this is important. I I, I see purpose in this. You feel me? I feel you. That's why I love doing that shit. So go ahead, man. Let's hear it. Let's hear what you got to say, bro. Um, I mean, you could keep it simple, too. Like just where, you know, what the first creative thing you did started from. You know what I'm saying? Um, The first creative thing I did, like uh, I, I worked with a, a artist. His name was uh, Enormous the Ox. Mm. It was like my, he was like my big homie, basically in this thing. Mm. Like, uh, we, he actually grew up on War Admiral. Oh, where? Okay, he's yeah. in the south. Yeah, so the he south. grew up on War Admiral, and um, yep. that's how I knew the street when mm -hmm. he described it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, he put me on um, uh, as far as like music and creative. Like I, I, I was just like a, a studio rat. I wasn't really like a, a artist. I just yeah. kind of hung out with him. Yeah, and then he was like an artist. Like he could spit. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I looked up to them musically, and then like. I don't know. I just I, I started getting drunk in the studio, yep. and then like he played like a beat with um, an artist named Shilmac mm -hmm. and uh, Raleigh Barron, and I loved it. I was like, "Damn, this song's tight!" And like I just I didn't even tell him. I just like when he passed out, like I kind of just wrote something to it. Yeah. And then when he woke up, I was like, "Hey, can I get on this song?" Got, yep. And he he was like, "Nah." He he like he actually denied me for like a couple months. Yeah. Like, but I like I downloaded the song. I had it burned on a CD, yep. and uh, I never recorded to it that night but like i had the i had the song and i played it like i was playing it with my brothers and everything and um i bugged him about it for about like six months and uh finally he gave in and he was like yeah yeah all right man you want to get on it it's, you know what i mean like it he's, he's like yeah, he's like what's one song you know what i mean like my homie wants to get on yeah. something fuck it you know i mean he finally gave in let me do it and then like i don't know i i, I felt myself after that so i yeah. was like oh yeah and I'm gonna be real. Like I, I listen to it now, I'm like, bro, this shit sucks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, booty. It's some hoot. Yeah, but like, uh, that was basically the first thing that like sparked me to be like, yeah, I want to do this shit. Yep. And then, um, uh, that I, that wasn't my first. Uh, that wasn't like my track. That was like his track that yeah. I just featured myself on. Mm. But it was basically my first thing creatively. Yeah. And then like after that, um, there was a producer named Chadai Chan. Mm. Um. 
Uh, he has a car detailing business now, West Coast uh, Detailing. Okay. Uh, Where's that? As in South West San Jose or South San Jose? Okay. Okay. Loving loving these name drops on the South. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He drives that uh, that Hearst. It's an old school okay. like. I don't know, like 64, like it's a Hearst though, like a straight Hearst. Yeah. Badass a, car. Yeah. A low rider though. That's um, hard. Yeah. But like, it's a, like a Hearst, like, you know what I mean? Like a Hearst that you transport like yep. a dead body. Oh <laughs> shit. Something different then. Yeah. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. It kind of has the long back. And the long back. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. Oh shit. He was whipping one of them. Yeah. He's got one of them. Sheesh. Like, but he turned it into a low rider. That's hard. Yeah. But, um. Hopefully ain't no putting no bodies in there still though. Not <laughs> for I'll real. He's got. Shit. He actually has like a, a a real casket in the back that he put oh, like a shit. model. You know what? I feel like I might have seen this before. Oh yeah, he's everywhere. Yeah, he's all like, over. He's all over San Jose. He's doing a couple of videos out here. Yeah. Like uh um, I think Monk set up like a, a video shoot with uh, him and Galapo. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like I've seen it before then. I've definitely seen it before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what's up. So before he did like the low rider detailing thing, he was like he was like a prominent producer out here. Like Word. he got hands. He got hands. He has like a viral video too. I think he had like a a piano, like a grand piano he had like put in Lake Cunningham and he's just like going off on the keys. <sighs> that's hard. Yeah. That's some real East Side musical yeah, shit yeah. right there. That's crazy. Hard. Like um and uh, and then like he just he just stopped doing music, but um he had like he had like a a big like beat collection and I don't know how I got like a a hold of one of his CDs but he he sparked basically like uh musically like I I rapped like over I think I had like five songs off of just his beats alone mm-hmm. and um yeah that's basically what started my music was hearing his beats that's crazy <laughs> so it all started early on and you created your own opportunity it sounded like Cause obviously you were around the scene, yeah. And like your boy was like, you know, he was cutting you. Off. He's like, nah, man, like you ain't gonna do it, bro. It's good, it's good, it's good. And eventually he gave in because he wanted to give you the opportunity, and that yeah. that sparked it though because you wanted it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was really persistent with it. I don't know, like I, I get like a uh, real stubborn about shit. Yeah. Man. So like, yeah, I was real persistent about it. He finally did let me do that, and then like he actually, um, he actually like uh, recorded and produced the, my whole first project that like. Help me. He basically showed me the game, like how to put out music, how to like, mm. how to like uh, get graphics. I needed graphics. How to get like uh, clearance for shit and like get like back then it was like C- getting CDs pressed up. Yeah, the game like, was different. Sure. Yeah, more, it, was, more it was way grind. different. It was more way grind. different. You really had to be out in the streets. Like I had like actual posters made and a little like promotional cards. Yeah. Um, I think MySpace was like a thing then. Yeah. Like, MySpace music was still a thing yeah. then. Like. Yeah, so it, yeah, damn, that's crazy. That's old. I mean, stuff. with those methods, though, I mean, even till this day, those methods still work and they apply successfully. You know, I mean, I even see LaRussell pressing up vinyl and pressing up, you know, Russell's merch. got a LaRussell's got a different game, though. No, like, that's, it's that's a different, different animal. That's a different animal. It is definitely a different animal, and that's why I feel like um, when I get into the to the topic of LaRussell, I'm always speaking highly of him and and, and giving his uh, his his salute because. Bro, he he literally disrupted the whole industry and what he's doing. He's setting an example of independent route. Even though the Bay Area has been known for the independent route, he he created a new level of it in today's time and this generation because of all the you know social media shit, the monetization, the streaming. Like a lot of people don't understand that language, you know, if, if they're coming from the old game, right? 
But now it's like, how do you figure that out as an independent artist? Like, how do you make that make financial sense for you? You know what I'm saying? That's Correct. what I'm saying. Like, so he figured it out. And that's why I feel like when I mentioned Bay Area, we talking Bay Area legends. It's already fair to put him in that category. Well, I'm going to put him there. Like, you I'm going to put him there. Like, I literally put him up there already just because of the impact, the musical impact. And there's, if we're, have you ever heard about the LA report card? Nah. There's this dude in LA that owns a blog that's like going viral and shit like that because he does these LA rap report cards. And he got it from like some old school art album that, you know, he they used to do it back in the day. Is it my ghetto report card? Uh nah, but it was I forgot the artist. It was like some artist from LA, like some MC or some shit. But they used to do these report cards. So he brought it back in his own way and he graded all the LA artists that are like popping from like YG to even like the up and coming ones. And they put out like it was a very detailed and a well graded a report card. You could tell like they literally listened to every music, every album, and they and they measured the success based on like impact consistency lyricism delivery like everything that you know real hip-hop should be measured from um hell of people were butthurt from that shit they were like people were getting straight f's bro we were like getting bad scores and shit so like just off of that like if i'm grading what la russell's impact like he's hitting a lot of marks oh, he's getting he's, getting, bro, he's, he's, he's on the honor roll, no, he's he, honor might be, roll. he might be honor roll out here he might be valley victorian or you something. know like one, one thing about la russell is like he took he took care of the basics and the fundamentals really well and then scaled everything up from there like even mm. just like having people proud to pay like yep. bro like i bought tickets to his show and because he accepted my bid, I felt like it was too low mm -hmm. that I went back and bought more tickets. <laughs> like, I'm like, bro, what? Like, because I, I, I tested it. I didn't think he was going to let me pick my price. Yeah. He was like, yeah, pick pick how much you think it's worth for you to come. I'm like, $5. Well, <laughs> right? Like, $5. Like, and then <laughs> I, I hit bid. And then, like, when I seen that shit got accepted, I'm like, damn, I feel like I gypped him. Yep. I feel like I owe him more. So yeah. I'm like, you know what? $40. Yep. Okay. Yep. And, you know, like, and, and then I bought an extra ticket and didn't even have nobody else to go with. But I just felt like he deserved all that. Like, yeah. he really did deserve all. And he's a he's a performer, man. Like, mm -hmm. he really did give us a show mm -hmm. uh, from start to finish. He let us pick, like, the songs. He was in the crowd. He he met everybody. He greeted everybody in the room. It was wow. very intimate. You know what I mean? He even, like, had one rule, and it was like, hey, I'm going to stay after the show, and I'm going to meet with you guys, and I'm going to take pictures. I just got one rule, like, no life stories. Yeah. Like, he didn't want nobody to come up there and, like, waste his time telling them, yeah. like, you know what I mean, their whole dialogue. And I was like, damn, that's super respectful. Like, you would actually give your fans that. Like, bro, some people pay, like, $15 a ticket, and you're going to yeah. give them 15 minutes of your time? Like. Yep. That's real. That just goes to show how um, passionate and how, you know, invested he is in, in what he's doing. Man, he's going to go far, man. He's going to go far. And, and it's crazy, though. His, his, his pace is, like, super ahead, like... Or he was already with P. Diddy, like giving him hugs and shit. I was bro, like, when P. Diddy lifted him up, yeah, I, was, I was like, bro, I'm, I mean, hey, no disrespect to Diddy, man, but you're not going to lift me up, bro. Like, <laughs> you're not going to lift you, me As a grown man, bro, you're not going to lift me up, bro. Like, Diddy, and you yeah. can tell Diddy got that grown man strength, bro. Like, Diddy's got like that, that 90s dad strength. Like, yeah, you got hella kids, man. So you're picking up all of them motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny man but um well like i mentioned so many ways i can go go in this conversation but i definitely want to um touch base about like you know san jose culture right now uh and just seeing how special it is right now obviously we just went through a pandemic 
technically still are, right? We're in the red from what I understand with COVID and shit. And on top of that, inflation is going crazy. Um, supply chain is insane. Like with that storm that just passed and all the flooding that the agriculture and, uh, and Hollister and Watsonville, their produce got affected by the by the water. So now all the companies that normally buy their shit are like, oh, you got to audit your shit to make sure we buy it because we don't know what was in the- Contaminated? Uh, yeah, we don't know yeah. what was contaminated. So it's it, that means you know prices are going up again for groceries, and we're already going through. We already went with the gas problem. Our egg shortage and the egg, egg shortage. shortage. We ain't even talking about the eggs. We got eggs. I heard. Shortage, I heard man. they they transported eggs through Mexico, bro. Oh. Hey, they selling them motherfuckers two dollars cheaper and shit. Like, <laughs> hey, but I say all that to say like that isn't a problem that everyone in the economy is dealing with, right? Everyone in, in uh, the United States is affected by that because that our agriculture feeds the whole U.S. But what I'm getting at is that we live in the richest city in the motherfucking America, bro. I'm talking about in the top three. Like, if you're going through the top, you know, top ten, I've seen it on EYL plenty of times. I've seen it on fucking on, on the news that we're on the top ten, uh, top ten most expensive cities. Oh, so yeah. Even more, our groceries are more expensive. Like, bro, uh, if, if you go DoorDash right now, like DoorDash something right now, you'll even see there's a disclaimer that says that like there's a 15% surcharge for your area because we're in a uh, high value area. <laughs> I never so, seen that shit. Yeah, that, just look at it. I believe it's, it. Yeah, it's 15% more. So we're, that we're, Dash Pass better fucking do some justice, man. I don't think Dash Pass does anything, man. Like, you don't think so? I, I, think, I, I, I feel like I be coming up sometimes, rarely. I feel, I feel like you pay $10 a month, and then they just get you in the taxes and fees. Yeah. Like, because they just get, like, if you look at the taxes and fees, it, it looks like it's just as much as how much the fucking delivery fee was going to be. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, what are you saving? You're saving like $1.99 to $3 on your delivery fee, but you got the taxes and fees. It's like $5, $8. It's insane. So, like, I say all that to say, like, it's hard out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard financially right now to navigate through these ropes. So that's why we, you know, for us, we're hustling, you know, video labor. We're, we're doing events. We're selling merch. We're working part-time jobs. Like, we're doing freelancing. Like, we're doing so much shit just to get by. So I can only imagine, you know, for ones that have um, careers that have been something they've relied on for years. And now they're, like, laying off people and things of that nature. So it's like, as a creative it's hard to be creative right now because like when you're creative, sometimes you got to be stress free. You know what I'm saying? Like some cases, some people are actually able to leverage their stress and their, you know, pain as art. You know what I'm saying? And everyone's different. The best art. It think. is. It is. So I say all that to say like, you know, how, like, what's your point of view on like, uh, you know, the landscape of San Jose as a creative, you know what I'm saying? Like, is it the best time or is it the worst time? I don't think there's a best or worst. Mm. You know what I mean, it's like water; it's gonna keep flowing regardless. Mm. Um, but San Jose is in a great place. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I guess it'd be harder, like financially, to like do music and then like have a life. Like it's it's really hard. Like yeah. it's hard to do like videos, and um, that's why I started the studio back when I was doing music. Um, it was like because I I didn't want to like pay to go to a studio, so I started a studio. And then had people pay me to do it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't even know how to engineer, bro. Like, honestly, I just started, like, getting engineers. Like, Kid was our <laughs> yeah. first engineer. And then uh, Vinny Van Gogh yep. came Shout on to board. Vinny. Yeah. Yep. And so, like, uh, Mo. Mo was yep. an engineer. Um, Merck was an engineer. But, like, everybody but me was an engineer. Trizzy was an engineer. You know what I mean? Like, everybody but me was an engineer. But I booked the most sessions. 
Okay. Like, you was bringing the revenue. Yeah, like I booked, I literally booked the most sessions, but I never ran not one. I might have ran like half a session. Like I might sub in, like, but yeah, it was it was crazy. I think like I was pretty much the face of uh like Sound Cave, but everybody else did like their work. Like yeah. everybody else everyone did, played like, their position. Yeah, everybody worked. Like I I hardly worked in the traditional sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like Things got done. Like yeah. if I was assigned to anything, things got done. Like my, you know what I mean? Um, I think I was just like a good networker, marketer. Um, I don't know. I had a, like a, a likable personality. So, I mean, the thing that's so important about that though is like people need to socialize to create business. They need to connect the sponsor. They need to connect the the artist, the engineer, uh, the clients. You need to get clients to get yeah. business. So it's like that component is the most important. So like that definitely plays an important role with everything. But I just I'm just trying to understand like like right now, like we're in a time period where people forgot that COVID was a thing. Now we all you know out and about. <laughs> yeah, we all in the club. You know what I'm saying <laughs> everyone's doing their thing. Like I, I people still getting sick. I, too. I don't care. You know what I'm saying I don't judge anyone or anyone what they do. But I've just I'm just trying to understand the mindset. Like why 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 did we stop in the beginning? Obviously because people were dying, COVID and all that stuff. But like when we were doing the culture night market stuff, I was like. Dude, there's people that don't have any income right now, people that don't have any jobs right now, and we're just going to sit here and just fucking be inside? Like, that shit don't make sense to me. Because I'm thinking, like, this ain't making no one's money. I know people are making money, like the rich people that own everything. Like, oh, yeah. Pharmaceutical. They, they yeah. invested in the pharmacies and the M19 mask. Bro. You think, you think Gavin Newsom was losing money? You nah. think Gavin Newsom shut down his wineries? Nah, man. That's what I'm saying. This shit gets kind of crazy because, like, I feel like we living in a movie sometimes, like, especially since I think 2020. We in, I think we in a matrix, bro. Matrix, for sure. You know, some might call it a movie. Some might call it a matrix. Some might say The Sims. They might say The Murderverse. Yeah. But I'm like, dude, how is this shit happening? Like, it's been nothing but crazy. I, I started in 2020. Let me run it back. 2020 is when we started seeing crazy-ass news headlines. Like, they talking about, oh, we found unidentified um, fucking uh, vehicles that have no origins of being from Earth. And they announced this shit. FBI comes out saying UFOs are real. We don't even give a fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. They were throwing the book at us. They throw everything. They were throwing the book at yeah, us. I felt like they were throwing everything in the, the book. The Pope came out talking about aliens are real. Bro. Uh, aliens are in the Bible. <laughs> I read something today saying that they discovered over 2,300 different planets in our galaxy. Like they, we ain't been to one of them. And we ain't touched none of them. We ain't but, touched none but of them but this one. They also said a percentage of them have potential to maintain life the way we do. Why are we like, I don't know why we're looking for another planet when we got this one. This is literally the perfect one. Because <laughs> they know this shit is, is, is going downhill, bro. Like, it's sad to talk about. I hate to sound pessimistic, but it's like, the. have you ever seen uh, Seaspiracy? Yeah, I did, actually. That's a, uh, uh, so I was pescatarian when I seen bro. that shit, right? Um, I, was, I, I was only eating fish when I seen that. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, shit. I was like, I don't know, what bro. am I doing? <laughs> What am I doing out here, bro? Like, I thought I was... Because I saw Cowspiracy before that. Oh, yep. And yep. then they cut off the beef. You know what I <laughs> mean? And then I saw Seaspiracy. I'm like, bro, now I'm vegetarian. Bro. <laughs> Dude, that shit is crazy because the whole time they're telling us, oh, don't worry. Uh, 
you know, uh, use paper straws. Don't use uh, plastic straws. You're going to save turtles. You're going to save the, the ocean. And then it turns out. It's overfishing. It's overfishing. These Fucking motherfuckers overfishing, bro. are fishing every day, getting all the shrimp, getting all the tuna, yeah, getting everything. Overfishing, bro. And they did my fucking plastic straw, bro. Like, I, I think, ain't never thrown a plastic straw in the ocean in my life. So it's just crazy to imagine, like, we're overfishing every day. We've I've lived on this planet for 28 years. We've been having shrimp as an offering on the menu since I've been born. So I can only imagine since we started doing that shit, bro. So I don't know, man. I think all, all I'm trying to get at, this is multiple things we're touching on right now. We're saying be self-aware, be conscious. That's it, right? And the second thing is to what we were talking about originally is the San Jose landscape and just how everything's so expensive. Like, we have to be aware of these things. That's why when people say, oh, I don't even want to learn about politics. I don't want to know about this. Sometimes you just got to be educated. It's not be bad informed. to be educated. You, yeah, you informed. informed. Yeah, informed. informed. That's you the mean? better term. You know what I'm saying? It's so, some, it helps you make better decisions. You know what I'm saying? Being being informed, having that information. If you're if you're driving, you want to know what's happening in the lane next to you so you don't merge into anybody. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you got to be informed. Especially in San Jose traffic, man. That shit different. Yeah, that shit hey, brother, 87 going crazy right now. It took me 45 minutes to get here today. From the south? What the fuck? Oh, man. All right, we're going to take a quick intermission, though. We're going to be right back. Make sure you tune in. Subscribe to Emlyn Podcast right here with Us Hefner. Stay tuned. It ain't exclusive. It ain't an Emlyn exclusive. It's your boy, BQ. We in downtown San Jose with the homie Us Hefner in the cut. Uh, thanks for being here again, man. Um, normally, you know what I'm saying, our podcast can go for hours. I'm trying to get on Joe Rogan's level. When they doing for three, four hours uh, smoking and drinking, I don't know how they do. I don't even have capacity on these motherfuckers. Like these, these things can't even endure that much uh, watch time. You know what I'm saying? But um, I want to thank you. You know what I'm saying? For being a part of this podcast today. Normally, like I said, we dive into more, but I think this might not be the only time Us Hefner might come down. He might, he might oh, be yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, he might be back. We might be creating more content, but I just saw that Nirvana Soul, so I might just hit that little coffee shop. Oh yeah. For the ones that don't know, Nirvana Soul, black owned coffee shop right here on First Street and San Carlos. Uh make sure you guys sh uh check it out. You know what I'm saying? They have amazing options. Uh give a whole shout out to the staff and the owners and everyone apart. You know what I'm saying? We got number love for them. They've uh participated with us in Culture Night Market. We've collaborated before. So oh, okay. big shout out to them. Yeah, check them out, man. I'm not a coffee guy. I just I just drink like strawberry lemonade and shit. But I'm literally back. I'm <laughs> I learned how to drink coffee. Yeah. Like, I had to learn, like I'm in my thirties learning yeah. how to drink coffee and yeah, I can tell. I can tell you, I got a, I got a drink right now. I call it the caramel Oos macchiato. Oh shit, man, that might be that one of one. You might have to brand that. Put, call it Oos coffee or something. Um, but yeah, man, I guess uh, anything, any message you want to send to you know San Jose creatives, uh, people out there in the space right now in the tank, you know, putting in that work. You know, like you said, you've you've come up, you've had your your journey. You know what I'm saying? Onto new chapters. But like, what's something you want to share to the folks uh, building right now? uh don't hold on to anything just just drop that shit like don't don't be a perfectionist don't sit back and be like oh you know i need this thing tweaked or i need this particular thing remixed like, mm -hmm. drop that shit man. drop like, that shit let the people yeah. determine i think monk gave me that advice too like yeah man just drop it anytime you hit him up about something he'll be like just drop it just drop oh we want to drop it now we drop it now like, <laughs> now that's fact even when we're about to release any given bar shit i'm like hey i'm about to i just finished editing it like what y'all when y'all think we should roll it drop out it. he's like drop it right now drop bro. it right now let's drop yeah, that shit like, yeah no. i was like wait bro we gotta best, get the flyer first we gotta get the advice. photos best advice bro <laughs> like just drop it don't be a perfectionist because you, you know what i mean um the enemy of produ productivity is perfection. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I like that. That's a great way to end that podcast, man. That's a beautiful saying. 
for the ones out there trying to be perfectionists, understand. Don't be the judge. Don't be the first one to critique your work. Let the fans, let the audience determine that. Let them determine if it's dope or if it sucks or not. And then, guess what? You got the data now. If it sucks, you know what to fix. If it slaps, guess what? You made the right decision, my friend. Uh, so, yeah, man, once again, big shout out for you for coming down. It won't be the last time you see Us Hefner. You might see him around more. Uh, thank you for coming down. And, uh, oh, Food Spot, San Jose recommendation for food. Oh man, uh so RIP to um uh Chinese Kitchen. Mm, so, oh yeah, they closed that yeah, down. Yeah, they closed that down. So RIP to them, Irene and Nick, man, like uh, that was my spot spot. So yeah. anytime somebody asked me for a spot, it would always be that. But um man, I don't really have like a a sandwich cuz I've been like meal prepping. Yep. So, okay. That's what's up. All yeah. right, well, meal prep recipe. Yeah, Recommendation meal prep, for meal prep recipe. Chicken thighs, uh chicken thighs and broccoli. Yeah. Oh, okay. Broccoli just been my shit. I, I I've been going to Panda. Honestly, I've like they should just name the Panda Express uh, meal, meal, meal prep Panda meal after me. Because <laughs> like I, I like uh, when we had that damn storm, my power kept going out. Oh shit! So I kept wasting all my groceries for meal prep. So like literally for like the last month, I've been meal prepping using Panda Express. Hey shit! <laughs> Sometimes you gotta get innovative, man. Whatever way you gotta do it, get your greens, get your your rice, yeah, get your green. chicken. No rice, no rice, super, <laughs> no rice. Super greens, some quinoa. Yeah. Throw some quinoa on there. Yeah. I, my girl put me on some quinoa, so I just started fucking with that shit myself. My little brother Tino uh, put me on quinoa, but that's just, honestly, it's just I, a bean. <laughs> I, 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 I can't really I can't, you gotta season it bro you gotta put some lemon season is? that shit I, it, I think it's a texture for me it, it is a texture thing it, but it, it tastes like uh it tastes like half cooked rice <laughs> like it's just cut like, little yeah. pieces and then it's like the tinier pieces yeah, yeah the, the finer grain <laughs> i think it's the texture it always feels like you got some shit in your food yeah <laughs> just like what the fuck it's just hella li- it's going through my fork like what the hell no that's hella funny man uh, but yeah, man, once again, big shout out. Um, and, you know, uh, you know, Chinese Kitchen, I know I want to touch on that, too, because a lot of small businesses have been affected. Hell of small businesses man. have been going out. San Jose Economy, whoever's running the economic department, motherfuckers better put that head on the swivel, man, because we paying attention. Put on for the small businesses. Always want to oh. keep that shit. There was actually a, a, I don't know if you heard about that. There's like this blind dude that be going, he like headhunts small businesses. And then like he tries to, he, I don't know if he goes in himself or he hires people to go in, but he teamed up with a lawyer. And basically what they do is they look for small businesses that aren't compliant, handicap compliant. Yeah. And then they sue them. I heard about something like that. Wasn't that like on the news or some shit like yeah, that? Yeah, there was a, there was an article about it. Um, but that's, yeah, like. Um, that's still happening? Bro, that's Chinese Kitchen. That's what happened in Chinese Kitchen. What the fuck? Are you serious? Yeah, so someone yeah. is actively that fool, actively that, trying that to disrupt actively. small businesses. Yeah, that guy right and there. And I'm assuming he's getting paid from that shit. He's getting paid. That's fucking him, him and the lawyer are taking home, you mean? They wow. they got enough they got a staff. They got people that go in and look for small businesses and hunt. They got finders fees. This is like a whole it's like a detailed operation. There's a there was like two articles on it. Uh, that I that I read up on after I found out that my friends at Chinese Kitchen had 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 to gone through that ordeal. But like wow. there's a there's a coffee shop uh, where um uh, where Bam Studio used to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a coffee shop that was like a popping one, and they they were a victim of it. Um, wow. A couple other small businesses, like I think a tire shop. Um, it's unfortunate, man. It's a poor waste of time, to be honest. Yeah. Like, you could put more time and energy and try to help educate these people, put them on resources, connect the dots. Nah, he a shark, man. He a predator. Nah, that's, yeah, he you a know, predator. We he... different type of sharks over here, man. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I never preach harm or no or violence, man, but just watch yourself, bro, because that shit is not cool. 
Yeah, now nah, he knows. He, that shit he, is not he, cool. I don't think he shows his face or anything. That's why I said Smart. like he, he it's like a detailed operation where like they hire people to go look at these places and to make sure they don't have braille signs, make sure they don't have like uh adequate handicap signage. Like they have like a checklist where they're looking for these things. Hey man, there is a thing called community policing, man. So make sure you uh you know, ain't doing that in the wrong areas, at least where I'm around. Because I will say some. Yeah. Just letting you know. Um but yeah, man, once again, thanks for being here today, man. I uh, appreciate it. And uh, we look forward to, you know, connecting again and making some more content in the future. I'm with that. Let's do it, man. All right. It ain't exclusive. If it ain't an Emlyn exclusive, the heart of Silicon Valley in downtown San Jose, the Emlyn podcast, your boy BQ, Uz Hefner, and we out. Peace.